Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. We're starting with the NFL, like we do every single Monday during the season. A pretty epic weekend of football on all levels, so it does not exactly bring me any pleasure whatsoever to start the week off with the jungle's favorite newscaster, but, well, we have no choice, do we? If you're getting ready for work this morning, then you're probably not Frank Reich. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably not Doug Frank Reich. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably not Doug Frank Reich. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Anyway, like I said, it brings me no pleasure, but I know what you'll do, clones. The same thing you always do. That. That. But that is right. The first-year Panthers head coach doesn't even get to be a one-and-done. He didn't even make it to one-and-done. He didn't even make it to 12 games. This is incredible. Even Pervin Liar got 13 games before he got the axe. And he was perving and lying and kicking kickers and trashing his own assistants and skipping team flights, and taking nights out in C-Bus with co-eds, and losing like crazy. He's the worst NFL head coach ever. And even he got more games than Frank Reich. Incredible. Like, I'm not surprised that the dude didn't make it to year two, but I am a little bit surprised that he didn't make it to week 13. Then again, David Tepper's favorite activity is to run coaches into the guillotine. I mean, after all, he just did it to the third team or the third time since he bought that team five years ago. He likes doing that. He's good at doing that. Now, if you want to argue that it's not fair to judge Reich on 11 games with a rookie quarterback and a roster in a rebuild, feel free. I'm not going to. Like, I've got absolutely nothing against Reich. But there's no getting around it. This is an unmitigated disaster. They're an unmitigated disaster. And you're not going to find anybody anywhere saying that Frank Reich did a hell of a job playing the hand that he was dealt. No, he did a crummy job playing the crummy hand he was dealt. And I don't expect that there's going to be a long line of teams, if even one at all, throwing him another head coaching gig anytime soon. And does it really surprise anybody that the owner broke off another head coach this soon? It shouldn't. It really shouldn't. Especially when that same owner was letting F-bombs fly around reporters in the locker room after the game. It's not exactly surprising when the hammer falls the following morning. Not when the owner is throwing F-bombs everywhere. But... Axing two head coaches before week 13 in consecutive seasons is not a great look. That's what chaos looks like. It's tough to build anything promising when you're constantly blowing everything up. And then again, how are you going to get the guy you really want for that job when that person is seeing what's going on there and how quick you are with the hook? So if you want to talk about that, that's one topic. Sean McDermott, for instance, should send Reich a thank you note this morning because if it wasn't for Frank, we'd all be talking about McDermott's ass on fire once again today. 
because once again, the Bills failed to finish in a big game. Buffalo was on the verge of a massive road win yesterday. A massive road win that could have jump-started and kick-started a season turnaround. Instead, it just reminded everybody yet again that this team simply cannot finish. You know I hate to do this to you, Mafia, but you all know I'm right. As well as your Bills played at times in that slop in Philly, when it came down to the biggest moments in the game, they bleeped it all up all over again. This is what they do. Never thought that I would say this, but this is what they do and this is who they are. We've seen it too many times. Buffalo burned two timeouts before that miraculous Jake Elliott 59-yard bomb in the elements. So they didn't even try to go for the win in the final 20 seconds of regulation. Then they had a miscommunication between two of their most experienced players with a chance to score and win in OT. And that, of course, just led to them letting Philly go right down the field, 75 yards, to rip the game right out their hands and walk it right the hell off. In other words, Mafia, same movie that we've been watching over and over and over and over again. <sighs> same sh- same place, different day. Same movie. Same movie that has Josh Allen now 0-6 in his career in overtime. I mean, there's just no way around it. These dudes have a massive finishing problem. And it's nothing new. And nothing is changing. And they're doing nothing to fix it. They don't have any answers. Or it wouldn't keep happening. I know Sean McDermott doesn't have any answers. Or he would use those answers and he would actually fix the problem. But he's going to have to do a hell of a lot better than this for a team that was supposed to win it all this season only to drop to six and six. Hindsight's always 20-20, you know, so it's believe me, it's it's gone through my through my mind more than once. Um, So when you get the result you got, you're always looking back and saying, hey, um, yeah, maybe maybe kept one of those. And, um, you know, so that's the life we live. You know who wants to hear that right about now? Nobody. Nobody. It's not really hindsight when everybody watching the game wants you to save a couple of timeouts to try to go win that game at the end of the game. It's not the power of hindsight. That's the power of being aggressive and playing to win instead of playing not to lose and losing anyway. You know the old saying, playing not to lose will get you beat every single time. And unfortunately for Sean McDermott, this is now his calling card. This is now his calling card. You can't blame hindsight when you get it wrong every single time. And don't be armchair quarterbacking us. You can't blame hindsight for your quarterback and veteran wide receiver having a mix-up that costs you the game. You can't blame hindsight when your defense needs a stop and just gets run right the hell over. You need a better answer than blaming hindsight. Hindsight's always because in fact, when you point out hindsight, you're actually blaming us. Like, yeah, easier for you to say. Hindsight's 2020. You're not the one under the headset. Headset. You're not the one making these calls. So wait, coach, you blaming us? I mean, if you're saying hindsight is 2020, are you blaming us for something that keeps happening to you over and over again? 
At least, though, he didn't pull a Brandon Staley and throw a temper tantrum and then turn around the following week and lay another egg in prime time. Man, I don't know how many times I have to say this. How many times do I have to qualify this? How many times do I have to say, I like Brandon Staley, but I'm not sure what's more painful. Having to watch the Chargers charger it up or having to listen to the ginger clapper Break down the Chargers, charging it up. The clapper. But I'll tell you what, it doesn't get much more Charger than benching Quentin Johnson while Zay Flowers scored both of the Ravens TDs. You know, a.k.a. the same Zay Flowers the Chargers passed on to take Quentin Johnson. Nothing can be more Charger than that, except maybe the head coach throwing that tantrum about how confident he was in his defense and then sending out 12 players on defense for the very first play of the very next game. That's about as charger as it gets. And again, you all know this is a big Bolts house. It is. It is. I like them. They've got a hell of a lot of talent. But I can't just sit here and tell you that any of that is okay. And you know why? In part, because they have a hell of a lot of talent. At some point, you all have to look in the mirror and acknowledge the clowns staring back at you. Because the entire rest of the world sees a clown show when they watch the Chargers, and they're not wrong. Their talent dictates them being much better than where they are. You can stop asking that question. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply all right so we move on somehow there's an even bigger bleep show in the nfl and somehow the alleged head coaching goat is presiding over it listen at least the chargers and the bills lost to damn good football teams the patriots just lost to tommy freaking devito and i mean no disrespect by that No disrespect by that, because believe me, the last thing I want is the DeVito family on my ass. I don't want that. I don't want that heat. I don't want that smoke. I'll admit it. Hey, remember when Hoodman used to be a nightmare for rookies? I can remember how many times I said on this show, in fact, I can't remember how many times I would say, man, this guy has made a lot of really young quarterbacks look bad. Hell, the Hood has made a lot of really old veteran quarterbacks look bad. Hell, he's made every quarterback look bad. Yeah, I don't know. He made Tommy DeVito look pretty damn good. There's no nightmare when Tommy DeVito is waving his hand around all afternoon. That's not a nightmare for rookies. My man looked pretty damn comfortable. Pretty comfortable. Like, I'm not even sure what to call that gesture. DeVito doesn't even know what to call that gesture. 
All I know is I freaking love the gesture. What would you call it? A high what? A high vibe? No, that's a high. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the word for it? There, there is no word for it. I don't think there's a word for it. Is there a word for it? If you type, usually when you type in an emoji on like iMessage, like it'll pop up. I don't know if there's like a. At this point, I think it's the veto. It might be, but we'll just keep on rolling with it. My man, I know how that works. So what's the word? If you type in a word, the emoji comes up. So what's the word? What are you typing in? Oh, that's a high. Mm, no. Just tell me the word. Mm. <laughs> I, I want to see what emoji. I mean, I know the emoji, but I want to see what word produces that emoji. Anyway, for the record, mm. the emoji description is pinched fingers. Oh, oh, that's the word. Mm. Pinched fingers produces the emoji pinched fingers. I was hoping for a hell of a lot more than that. Hey, Apple, we need an update on that. We need an iOS update on that. Apple needs to change the description just to DeVito, Tommy D, Tommy DeVito. I mean, he's doing that much, right? Listen, I'm happy to, to hype this guy because it's an amazing story. It really is. And the hand-waving thing is hilarious. And his family is incredible. But all of that said, let's be real for one second. The Giants scored 10 points. And they were outgained by one of the worst offenses pretty much ever. The real story here is that Hoodman's horrendous Patriots are somehow getting worse. And they were already the worst team in the AFC. What's worse than already being the worst? Mm. Find me a word and emoji for that. Because, I don't know. Maybe it's got something to do with the fact that he keeps running Mac Jones out there every single week. And why would he do that? He's already been benched four times. Why did you run that guy back out there? If I didn't know any better, Hood, I would think that the only reason you'd run that guy out there after it seemed like his career there ended last week, the only reason you'd run him out there again is for the pleasure of benching his ass again. Like you want to do that every single week. The craziest thing about all the quarterback drama in New England is how irrelevant it all is. It's pretty clear. It doesn't matter who is under center or who starts or who comes in when because the offense is straight up ass no matter who's playing quarterback. This team is straight up ass no matter who is getting the QB1s reps in practice all week. And what was the whole point? Not telling your team, allegedly, who the quarterback was until moments before or hours before. Was there some edge to be gained? Like the opposition, I mean, Hood, are you really still thinking at this point? Well, uh, if they got to prepare for two, that's going to be more difficult. They got to prepare for two quarterbacks instead of one. That's twice the work. Dude, I bet they don't have to prepare for either quarterback. How horrible is this? Hunter Henry tells the media after the game that the team really did only find out that Mac was going to start hours before the game. Hood tells the media this totally believable side of the story himself. When did you inform players uh, who would start the Um, yeah, um, I can't remember. Sometime during a week. You can't remember. Y'all get back to that lie. Urgh, that take in a minute. As I said, what edge is there to be gained? There's no edge 
in that they have to prepare for two quarterbacks. When those are your two quarterbacks, I bet they didn't prepare for either. And as far as the you can't remember, you can't remember when you told your team the most important thing of the week. You can't remember. You can't remember remember when you informed your team who was going to start a quarterback. Yo, hood man, I know you're old. And I know what happens as you get older. I've experienced this myself. There's certain things that you have trouble remembering. But dude, you're not that old. You could be in the ground, and I wouldn't buy that. You're not that old, and you're a terrible liar. And why lie since it doesn't even matter? Again, is there any difference at this point between Bailey, Zappi, and Mac? You know what I can't remember? Okay, I'll play a long hood. You can't remember. You can't remember when you told your team who was going to start a quarterback. All right, I like, the, I like this game, actually. Let's play the I can't remember game. You know what I can't remember? I can't remember when the hood man was feared. I can't remember when the Patriots were stacked with talent and they were ripping all those Lombardis. I don't remember any of that. Did any of that actually happen, William? I can't remember. Nor can I, because I've got no recall of any of that. Do you, Hood? Obviously not. Not if you can't even remember who or when you told your team was going to start a quarterback this week. Yo, Pops, stop the lies. Stop the lies, old man, and start packing up your boxes because this is going to end really badly. Especially if you're lying out your backside. Um. Your own player said they weren't informed until hours before the game, but you can't remember. I can't remember. Go talk to Hunter Henry. He'll remind you. Mm, uh, um. I can't even believe this has happened to this team, this franchise, this organization. I mean, we were goading this guy to death like five minutes ago. Like I always say, though, it's tired, but it's true. When it goes, it goes fast. U.S. Cellular wants to help everybody get the gift of connection this holiday season. Already a customer? This applies to you, too, because right now, new and current customers can get any phone, and I mean any phone, for free. Yes, really free. Sounds like it's time to make the switch. Spread holiday cheer far and wide this season with a new phone. Everybody can get the gift of connection at U.S. Cellular. Get any phone free today. U.S. Cellular, built for us. Terms apply. Visit uscellular.com for for details. We are joined by Mike Jones. Mike, it is great to have you back. How you doing, Mike? Hey, I'm doing well, Jim. How are you? Good, good. All right, so Mike, why don't we start with the breaking news this morning. Frank Reich has been fired as head coach of the Panthers. Yes, they're horrible. Yes, their owner is incredibly volatile. But what is your reaction to Reich getting the Urban Meyer treatment and not even surviving his first year with the team? Yeah, it was a little bit surprising a couple of weeks ago when I was asking around and some people had said that there were starting to be some rumbles that his job, uh, that he might have been coaching for his job. I think it was right after he took back the play calling duties and someone said that uh, they had kind of been given the signal that he had to make some kind of a change and get some type of a turnaround. Otherwise, David Tepper is going to pull the plug on this thing. Well, here we are two, three weeks later and David Tepper's patience has run out. Um, now, A lot of people I talk to around the league will say, look, that roster is so talent depleted uh, that uh, nobody would have had really much of a chance 
Uh, but uh, they're also, you know, David Tepper is very meddlesome. Uh, he likes to have his fingers in everything instead of sitting back and letting um, Reich work there. Uh, and, and look, there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen. You had Reich, you had Thomas Brown, you had Jim Caldwell, you had um, uh, Josh McCown, all these people kind of with different offensive philosophies that he was trying to bring together there. And it didn't seem like everything really ever was in sync. When you look at the offense that they were running compared to the offense being run in Houston for C.J. Stroud, much more young quarterback friendly in Houston, supporting him with the run game, getting the ball out of his hands quickly, using the play action passing attack uh, to help him and buy him time uh, to put some doubt in the, the minds of the defense. None of that was going on there in Carolina. And so Bryce Young struggling, no consistency on offense, no consistency in his game as well. And a lot of that falls on Frank Wright. All fair. Mike Jones joining us right now. So, Mike, what about Philadelphia? Let me move on. Philadelphia has the NFL's best record at 10-1 and right now. Do they also have the league's most clutch player in Jalen Hurts, who won it on a quarterback keeper for his fifth TD of the game yesterday? Yeah, I think they do. There's one thing about leadership and uh, that the rest of the team feeds off of it. And when you look at that team – and if you talk to Nick Sirianni and you talk to Jalen Hurts, there is a poise about them. There's a confidence. There's a calm. They never flinch. And the same thing happens with that Philadelphia team. They haven't been perfect in any game this year. They have fallen in holes. They've had to climb their way out. But their head coach doesn't flinch and their quarterback certainly doesn't flinch either. And there's always a belief that, hey, we're going to keep on swinging. We're going to make the plays we need to. We don't care if we're down by double digits. We're going to get it done. And we saw that happen again and again and again over the course of this season. And last night was another good example. They needed the big plays in the clutch. They got it from their kicker. They got it from their defensive times. They got it from their quarterback. And yes, Jalen Hurts. Definitely got to be up there among the favorites for MVP. He is the tone setter. He is the leader. He is the guy that this team needs to continue to succeed. Mike Jones joining us. So, Mike, what about the Bills? I mean, I could argue they're the opposite. When they need that clutch play, they don't get it. They found another way to lose a tough game. They found another way not to finish. They did take Philly all the way to OT, but they end up dropping to 500. Are the Bills, I know you got into this uh, in your column this morning or yesterday, are the Bills effectively done at 6-6? Six and six? It, it, It's close. They're not done, done yet, but their stretch run features some really tough teams. They've got three playoff teams coming up here that they have to get some wins against. They also need teams in front of them like um, the Bengals, uh, the Browns, the Colts, uh, the Texans, they need teams like them, the Broncos, who all have tiebreakers ahead of them. They need them to falter. It's a shame because this team is very talented. Josh Allen, there's no question he is a ball player. He can make all the plays you need. Yes, there are questions. You know, he has the turnover issues, uh, but it's not for lack of trying. But they really did not put um, the the more additional support around him that they needed to this past offseason. And so that's why they're in this hole here. And I don't know if they're going to be able to climb out of it just because of what's going on ahead of them. Other teams starting to find their stride and them really just having a tough run ahead. Right. So, Mike, like, never mind winning at all, which was supposed to be the point. If they don't make the postseason, is Sean McDermott finished? In other words, is he effectively coaching for his job? You know, I haven't heard that yet. But if they do not make the playoffs, tough questions do have to be asked. 
And it has to be also asked of Brandon Bean when they look at the way they put together this roster. Um, you know, what did they do to further fortify the offense? What did they do to continue to evolve? Um, you know, the, the scapegoats are gone. Leslie Frazier was not brought back. They said it was mutual, but there are suspicions that it wasn't. Ken Dorsey is now gone. Um, this offense, this defense, their shortcomings on both sides of the ball. And the guy that you look at is Sean McDermott. And so if they fall out of this and don't make the playoffs, I do think that that conversation will have to be had. Now, will he be fired? I don't know yet, but there definitely are some tough questions he's going to have to answer. Mike Jones joining us. Mike, so looking around the AFC, what about the Chiefs? Like the Chiefs had that tough loss to Philadelphia. Then they fall behind the Raiders yesterday, 14-0. At that point, what were you thinking about the Chiefs? When they fell behind to the Raiders, I, I wasn't worried there just because, you know, it's so hard to bet against Andy Reid and Patrick Holmes. You figured that they were going to figure out a way to claw their way out of it. And also questions about the Raiders being able to sustain that. Um, this is a really important second, you know, last home stretch of the season for them as well, because yes, they have Mahomes. Yes, they have Andy Reid. Their defense is playing really well, but they need growth and consistency out of those playmakers because it's too easy for teams to key on Travis Kelsey. Yes, they have uh, Pacheco, who's really, you know, a spark in the run game, but they have way too many drop passes. We saw it. They should have beaten the Eagles, um, you know, if there wasn't the drop in the end zone there. They have to get some of these young guys to consistently be go-to guys for Patrick Mahomes to have trust in them. And if they can focus on that down the stretch of the season, they're going to be okay once they get to playoffs. But if they are not able to get those contributions, it's going to be easier for some of these defenses to take away Kelsey and the Chiefs will wind up falling short and not getting back to the Super Bowl, which is what their goal is. We are talking to Mike Jones for a few more moments. Mike, what about the Patriots? Another disastrous loss. Mac Jones gets another start. He gets benched yet again. Considering it was another bad, bad loss, have we reached a point where firing Bill Belichick before the end of this season is an actual possibility, literally? I don't think that Robert Kraft would do that. Uh, I don't see this thing going anywhere. It just does feel like the Titanic. Um, it's just going under, and it doesn't really matter who their quarterback is. They don't have a lot of talent at any position. They don't have a lot of playmakers. There's nobody that really scares you offensively, defensively. Yes, Bill Belichick put this together, but I don't see if you get rid of him, there's nobody on that staff that's going to magically fix their talent deficiencies. And so I think that, you know, out of respect, for what he's done, Robert Kraft will be patient. He'll get to the end of the season, and then we'll have some type of mutual parting of ways. Wouldn't be surprising at all. I agree. Mike, so before you go, let me ask you this. The Broncos completely came off the rails to start the year at 1-5. and five. It looked as if Sean Payton was in over his head, that he and Russell Wilson would never coexist. Yet here we are. They've won five in a row. Russ is playing really solid ball right now. What did Payton do to get this thing turned around, and could the Broncos actually be a playoff team? Yeah, you got to give him a lot of credit because he had his way of doing things. He had his philosophies. Um, you thought that we we're going to see a lot of the same type of offensive concepts that we saw with the Saints, with Drew Brees, and he was going to get Russell Wilson back. He was going to be cooking again. And really what he decided, what Sean Payton figured out was that less was more with Russell Wilson. Just like early in his time there in, in Seattle, you need a strong run game, um, strong defensive play using the play-action attack, using his legs to make plays if he was in trouble. Um, we're seeing that from Russell Wilson. He hasn't had a 300-yard passing game 
during this uh, five-game win streak that they're on. I think he's averaging something like 180 passing yards a game, but he's not turning the ball over. So he's being more selective. He's not forcing things. Sean Payton got him to buy in, and also they leaned more heavily on the run game, uh, and, and that really paid off for them. And here they are right here in the thick of things, which we did not expect. Um, and, you know, we'll see. It, it, it'd be understandable the way they're playing now. It wouldn't be surprising to see them make the playoffs. All right, so, Mike, one last thought. What about the Jags? The Jags had a solid win over the Texans, but does that put them back on track and in the conversation for the possible top seed in the AFC? In other words, do you think the Jags have that kind of upside? They have a favorable schedule. Um, so they should record wise be able to, but there are just so many inconsistencies with Trevor Lawrence still that I, I still don't see them pulling this thing off and winning the AFC. You know, you've got Baltimore has got a really tough defense. Um, you've got, um, tough defenses in Cleveland, Cincinnati, uh, that they're about to face. And so yeah, they'll make it to the playoffs. They'll, you know, make some noise. Don't see them winning the AFC. He is an NFL writer for The Athletic. He is Mike Jones and joins us frequently on Mondays to break down the weekend. Mike, always appreciate talking to you. Thank you very much. Great job. Thanks, Jim. I'll see you. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Probably so. Listen, this time, don't make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Grab instead a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. That's my go-to. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender and it's made from real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. Plus, Old Trapper is a family-owned business. I know this family, and I know they take smoked beef extremely seriously so you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried rough beef in a bag nobody it's like eating an old shoe old trapper though is the real deal and it comes in four amazing flavors old-fashioned teriyaki peppered and hot and spicy so the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime anywhere grab some old trapper beef jerky look for it in the clear view bag look for it in major retail stores near you if you don't see it just ask for it by name because no other jerky compares old trapper what's your beef Hey, Michigan man, it's time. Why do I have a feeling that Michigan man suddenly has a whole lot to say? A whole lot to say today. Hey, Michigan man, like I said, I already know your take. Well, one of your many takes. But I already know your main take about me in this show. Why didn't Rome lead with us? Why didn't Rome lead his Monday show with us? If Ohio State would have won... He would have started the show with the Buckeyes, for sure. To which Rome says, That manual buzzer, live, just probably took a year off my life. And it was worth it. That's how wrong you are, Michigan man. Again, Monday morning, we start with the NFL, regardless. Because there's way more people interested in that than you throwing the victim card every chance you get. Solid win, Michigan man. Solid win. And I'll get to it. But I'm not leading the show with you. Hear me out. I'm not leading the show with you. And it's got nothing to do with you. This is a national radio slash TV program. There are way more people interested in the NFL than in you, Michigan man. 
So you'll get your time, just not off the top of the program. As I mentioned, you could have won by seven TDs. You could have lost by seven TDs. It didn't matter how that game went. It didn't matter if you won. It didn't matter if you lost. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter because the NFL leads this program every Monday in season. So do not bring that bull crap around here about how if Ohio State would have won, I would have led with that. That's a straight lie. You don't get the top of the program. You'll get yours, just not the top of the program. Especially since y'all got real quiet for a while there. You know, when the supposed victim running the program had a chance to defend himself, said he couldn't wait to defend himself, and could not wait for the legal process, due process, the opportunity, and then opted for none of the above. Opted instead to accept his second three-game suspension of this scandal-ridden season. But credit to. Credit to. Sharon Moore, for keeping the magical season of scandal alive. Michigan might have beaten Ohio State in the big house on Saturday. They may still call themselves America's team, but honestly, America lost. Because now America has to deal with the magical season of scandal and victimhood likely running all the way through the college football playoff. I mean, seriously, on the one hand, credit to Sharon Moore for going 6-0 and while his boss was off sitting in timeout. However, no credit to Moore for acting like the dude died and the hysterics and the waterworks and the overreacting. At least he didn't do any of that in his post-game remarks on Saturday. He just got the name of his own school, the school that he professes to love so much. He got the name of that school wrong. I mean, look at it. This is what it is. Michigan University, we love you. The fans, the players, man, this is all about the players. Coach Harbaugh, we got your back, baby. We love you. That was for you, baby. Michigan University? Michigan University, we love you. That was an awfully big win over Ohio University, wasn't it? Michigan University, we love you. Man, you own Ohio JC. Michigan University, we love you. Man, I can't believe you did Ohio AM like that again. Michigan University, we love you. Dude, can you believe they just beat Ohio Tech Michigan again? University, we love you. Hey man, I know. I know what that game represents. All year long. Every day. It's right there on the wall. Beat Miami of Ohio. Michigan University, we love you. Michigan University, we love you? Michigan University, we love you. Hey, Coach, I don't know if you know. The school is the University of Michigan. I'm not even a Michigan man, and I know that. University of Michigan. Then again, I don't really call or care if you want to call it Michigan University. I don't care. The hell do I care? But I know the men of Michigan care. I know that the men of Michigan cringed when they heard that. Which on second thought doesn't sound so bad. You know what? Never mind. Go ahead. Keep calling it Michi- Michigan U. Michigan University, we love you. Keep calling it Michigan University and professing your love for Michigan University. In my book, frankly, you can call that school whatever the hell you want. When you beat Ohio State. 
and when you outcoach the Ohio State coach. Hey, Coach Moore, keep it up. You earned it. Do what you want. Which brings me to Ryan Day. I like Ryan Day. I like this dude a lot. He's been a winning machine in Columbus. And he has been for so long. And he will be as long as he doesn't coach against Michigan. I'm sure he'll keep winning until he runs into Michigan, until he bumps up against Michigan. Three losses in a row to those dudes is not going to get cut it, no matter who you are. No matter how many other games you win, no matter who you are, losing three in a row to those guys is not going to cut it. Nobody cares if you win every other game, which he literally has in the Big Ten, but it doesn't matter when you lose to Michigan every year, which is what's happening now. <laughs> These numbers are incredible. Like, they're laughable. He's 40-0 and 0 <laughs> against every other program in the Big Ten since he took over. Like, you'd build a statue for this guy for a record like that. Except he's 1-3 against Michigan. And he was 1-0. and And that's really all that matters in that gig, right? 40-0, 50-0. 80 and 0, 100 and 0, 1 and 3. Oh, he's feeling it. I have one pressing question this morning. I want to know where Lou Holtz is right about now. Like, I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. Because frankly, I wouldn't mind shaking that dude's hand. Because he could not have been more right in his assessment of Ohio State. Just like he could not have been more right when he spiked the ball on Ryan Day's face in an interview after the game on Saturday. Losing to Michigan three years in a row is not good. That's true. That's true. He's got to be a little hot water. Yeah, it will be. What a long ride home, man. It must be. Like, I don't think we had seen. I know he has been a motivational speaker and has been out and about. But when was the last time we saw Lou Holtz? before he got off prior to that Notre Dame game. And then Day dunked on him. All of a sudden, now Lou's everywhere, right? Now Lou should be the guy saying, I I ain't hard to find. I ain't hard to find, especially since Ohio State keeps losing to Michigan. He's right. Losing three in a row to Michigan is not good. Below not good. Below not good. Especially when Lewis already told the world that your teams lose big games because they get pushed around in the trenches. Then you go out and you get pushed around in the trenches by Michigan again. What a long ride home, man. It must be. So he's right. Holtz is right in pretty much everything he said. And obviously that hot seat talk for Ryan Day is fair. Now, I'm not saying they should or will fire the guy off of this loss. They won't, and they shouldn't. But that doesn't mean he has now a problem. He does. Ryan Day absolutely has a problem. And any Ohio State fan that has a problem with him has legitimate beef. And I'm assuming right about now, that's most Ohio State fans. Again, they're not going to run this dude SC bus for this one loss. But it's not one loss. And I do think that he's used up most of his free lives. All that goodwill in the bank is no longer in the bank. I mean, again, the, the numbers are incredible, right? How can a dude be sitting on a seat that th- is that hot 
when you can point to an overall record of 56 and 7. 56 and 7 overall in the Big Ten, meanwhile, and 40 0 against teams in that conference, not named Michigan, and yet nobody cares. Who wouldn't take that record? As an aspiring coach, if somebody were to say to you, hey man, you're going to go into the Big Ten and you're going to go 56 and 7 overall, you're going to go into the Big Ten and you're going to go 40 and 0 in conference against everybody not named Michigan. I mean, who wouldn't take that all day long? Ryan Day, because he's the head coach at Ohio State. Not only, not only is that not helping him, I'm going to go as far as to say it actually doesn't even matter. It should. It should. All right, to me, let me rephrase that. It matters to me. But in terms of perception and what you're hired to do, what are you hired to do there? You're hired to beat Michigan and compete for and win natties. But mostly you're hired to beat Michigan. And that's not happening. And if Michigan gets them again in their house next year and makes it four in a row, my man may not only be on thin ice, but he might be right through it into the water. Good news for him, Harbaugh probably won't be there. Allegedly. So you can bet if they get beat in the shoe next season, he might get bleep canned. And even worse, nobody will be upset about it. Even if he wins every single game between now and then. Losing to Michigan three years in a row is not good. You're right, Lou. It's not good. Like, I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. He's waiting to be asked a question about you right now, Ryan. That's where he is. What a long ride home, man. It must be. You'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now? He's sitting up on some chair somewhere smoking a cigar, waiting for his phone to ring so he can do another interview about you. That's where Lou Holtz is right now. Wow, Buckeye fan, where are you? Where's the mafia? Where's Buckeye fan? Michigan man, I'm not asking where you are. I already know where you are. Michigan I don't want that call. Hey, they did it. Hey, Michigan man. Man, I know you're proud of your school, Michigan University. I know nothing makes you more proud than the fact that you got that diploma from Michigan University. After all, you're waving it in our face every single chance you get. That really was a fine moment for Michigan University. Hey, Rome, shut your mouth. You know we're not Michigan University. Oh, I know it. Your coach doesn't. Michigan University, we love you. Does that sound like me? That's not me. I know who you are, Michigan man. I just wonder why the interim Michigan man, the interim Michigan man who just went 6-0, and was on TV calling you Michigan University. Michigan University, we love you. Kind of weird. Hey, Rome, I'm not a fan of either school, but Detroit State versus Cleveland Southern is always such a fun matchup, and this year it really lived up to the hype. Best, Will and Ari, I agree. It was another great game. Planet Wilson writes, Rome, Michigan University? What the hell is wrong with that guy? Regards, Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. Right, Chicago, it's great to be here at Wrigley Stadium. You guys ready to do this? A one, a two. The difference is. Michigan University, we love you. 
The difference is, Jeff Gordon is not Chicago man. He's not Cubs man. He's NASCAR guy. And they rotate people through there. That's not a guy who was in hysterics and crying and bleeding and professing his love for his coach and his school and then butchered the school name. You do? Dude, what if he had spit out Michigan State? Oh, they got a new coach. Michigan University? After a win over the Ohio Tech? That's incredible. Carl and Prescott. I ran Michigan University, especially when drinking. Sign Sue. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, Carl, it's Mary Sue, but sign Sue Coleman. I think that's Michigan woman. I thank you so much. How's for you, baby? And one of the things that makes me. Yeah, yeah, I already got her. Alvin, how about him going, that's for you, baby? How's for you, baby? He baby Jim Harbaugh. That's like. That's like a caller baby-boying me, right? What's up, baby boy? Uh, nothing. For you, baby? A mini big head bet segment ahead of the Monday Night Football matchup. So first things first, head, how you feeling? How did that long weekend treat you, betting and otherwise? Fantastic, man. Four straight days of nothing but football, betting-wise. Rough Thanksgiving, I'll say that, but another incredible Saturday and a four-and-two Sunday for NFL, so very, very good. No wonder you're in such a good mood. I can tell you're in a good mood. Hell and yeah. by being in a good mood, I could tell the vibe that you don't hate the world. Yeah, I hate that last take on the Russ v. Tebow thing, but, you know, I'm good. Yeah, and you're not even a huge Russ fan, and you hated no. that. He's pudgy, he's boring, but he could throw a football. Half true. He's yeah. boring, but he's, he's less pudgy, dude. He looks much less better. Less pudgy, for sure. He's moving around. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on with you in college football again? Why? You're making that look and sound easy. Yeah, because I, I've i been doing parlays, but I've been doing all parlays. money line. Parlays, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Money yes. line parlays. I think I'm Several talking to my kid. Yes. 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 Did he get back to Florida, yeah. by the way? He made it back. He did. Okay, gotcha. Jake had Jake had to make a running sprint to make his connecting flight, but laid back Logs, who roasted your ass, by the way, he did made it back. Too. That was pretty impressive right there. I like that one. <laughs> All right. So tonight, dude. All I right. Like, I like the way you said, nice job, kid, but don't turn into a tool like Eric. Yes, I absolutely do not do that. I, Logs has already forgotten. Believe me, he's moved on to the next thing. All right, so tonight we have the Vikings at home right. against the Bears. You already know how I feel about the Vikings. It doesn't matter where they play, who they play, or what the injury report says. Right. And I hate having this attitude, but it's real. No matter how I play them, I lose. I ride with them. I get punched in the face. I fade them. I get worked. I have no idea why this happens. I just know that this happens. And by the way, Head, can mm -hmm. I tell you something else? Mm -hmm. I would say the same thing about the Saints Ugh. right about now. Yep. Actually, that's not fair. I just bet the Saints ATS, and I get worked <laughs> all the time. I mean, damn Saints, underachieve much? Ugh. Anyway, back to the business at hand. The thing about the Vikings, it doesn't matter what I do. I get beat. Vikings, mm -hmm. minus three at home. 
How are you playing it? So I lost on the bleeping uh, Saints, too, and I think the emotional Derek era needs to be iced, and it's officially time for Jameis. What an ass watch of a football team Dennis Allen has. But that's my Saints take for you. Dude, I'm not even going to stop you. I'm not not even going to redirect you, put you back in your lane. I agree. Man, they are so disappointing and underachieving. At least they're getting their their money's worth. Dude, 100 100 of that $150 I believe, is guaranteed. It's not a good situation. The front office is in trouble, and so is Dennis Allen because they are underachieving like no other. <laughs> like none. All right, pick yeah, it up, dude. Other. Back My to the bad. game. Okay, back to the game. Spread here is Vikings minus three. All right, I know. Minnesota. I just said that you should get run for that. I know. Oops. Like like less ah, or less. Ah. All right. So good luck with that game, head. See you on Thursday. Anyway, back to the phone. No, go ahead. <laughs> I'll ride with Minnesota and lay the points here. I'm not sure any staff has done a better coaching job top to bottom than Kevin O'Connell's has this season. You know, the opposite of Dennis Allen's. Those guys are elite in the last three games. Why are you adding games. S's to their names, dude? Uh, to Kevin O'Connell's? Is and team? Kevin Allen's? Yeah. Dennis, Dennis Allen's, I mean? Yeah. His staff I was talking about. Him. Oh, him I see. Apostrophe, like yes. Yeah. O'Connell's guys are elite, Jim. In the last three games without Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, and with Josh Dobbs Cousins for the majority fine. of the games. Cousins fine. He's got an S at the end of his name. Yep, Cousins and Kurt or Kirk. I can't remember which one that like one that. is. Doesn't matter. He's out. Like the offense, three games without him. The Vikings are top 10 in scoring, top 10 in yards per game, and their running game, which had been one of the worst in the NFL, has averaged 148 yards per game over that time span. Credit to O'Connell and Forrester, protege Chris Cooper on that. And tonight, <laughs> yes, that guy's protege. Best blocking line, pass protection-wise as well in the NFL. Did you know that? I couldn't hear you over the snort, dude. What'd you say? Tonight, my point is, those guys get a defense that's allowed 26 points per game, has the worst pass rush in football, the worst third down defense, and the worst red zone D. Damn, Forrester. That is some impressive stuff. On the other side of the ball, impressive stuff, Brian Flores. He's the man. He doesn't have a lot of talent. God, you love that guy, dude. Love him. His team ranks 14th it's in It's so scoring. clear to me which coordinators you love and which ones you hate. Now, you love Flores. That's why I think O'Connell's staff might be the best in football right now is because of Flores and O'Connell. They're incredible. His team ranks 14th in scoring. No, dude, you're scoring. incredible. Thank you. Thanks. Forrest is actually incredible. All right, go ahead. Continue. Okay, 14th in scoring, 12th in opponent yards. The Vikings ranked 30th and 31st in those two categories a year ago. Also, Justin Fields, he holds the ball longer than any quarterback in football. That's not good against a Flores D that brings the house more than anyone else. ATS, on the season, the Vikings have now covered 70% of their games, and I have Justin Fields as a 9-19 and 19 as a career dog. That's 32%. That's not good at all. Vikings get the it's win, not. cover the three, oh, and good. send them sour-ass bears out of town. You know, it's interesting, dude. Like I said, it doesn't matter what I do with the Vikings. I get beat. I get beat no matter what. Yes, you but do. hearing you, yes, I do. But hearing you lay it out like that makes me want to lay the points and double the unit bet. Like, ooh, ooh. dude, that was one of, one of your more persuasive arguments. Stay disciplined, Jim. Stay disciplined. And that's the problem. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. That, that was the really Vikings, interesting. Right? <laughs> right, my thought was, them. even before hearing what you had to say, mm-hmm. here was my thought. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Vikes. Okay. I'm going to take the Vikes. I'm going to lay the points. Okay. Chicago is not as embarrassing as they were earlier this year, but still embarrassing enough that I'm pretty comfortable laying the points 
with Minnesota at home. I think Josh Dobbs, who has an amazing story, is going to get better and better week to week as he gets more and more acclimated with, well, his teammates and their names, mm-hmm. but the offense itself. And if I'm not mistaken, you tell me, because this is where you live, Minnesota has covered in six straight games. Yes, six straight. They had won five in a row before letting last week's game against Denver get away. I think they'll be pretty pissed. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see how Chicago can score right. with them. And it's got nothing to do with the aforementioned Justin Fields saying that when he saw me on Radio Row, I don't know if you work out or not. <laughs> it's a lot of great products that they have, depending on what you're doing. I don't know if you work out much, but, you know, you, you of course, you're the— You know what that'd be like, dude? That'd be like me saying, I don't know if you play quarterback or much. I don't know, I don't know if you play in the NFL Fields or much. Or what do you mean? How do you look at me yeah. and say, I don't know if you work out or much? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever played quarterback or much. All right, just kidding, Jay. That's just just playing. Is that dude. worse than Micah or about equal? Great question. Let's think about that for a minute. Mm. What's worse? Micah calling me a sissy. This is the spicy challenge, not the sissy challenge. Straight up. Justin Fields looking me up and down and saying, I don't know if you work it's out a lot at all. Of great products that they have, depending on what you're doing. I don't know if you work out much, but you know, you, you of course, you're there. Oh. At, at least you qualified it with much. Much. I don't yeah. know if you work out or not much. <laughs> and then. Then you have your favorite, Rex Lee, dunking on me. That's pretty that, good That's a good question. Which one is the most insulting of those three? Only if we did polls, but we don't. So It's just a poll between you and I. I'm going to say that Fields did qualify when I pushed back. He, yeah. said, I, he qualified when he said much. And then when I pushed back and said, what do you mean? What do you mean by that anyway, dude? Look at me. He's like, well, you do kind of look like a cardio guy. He did say that part too, which that's, and he did like know, my slacks. A compliment for yeah. sure, and I like the pants. Did I tell you what's not a pick? Okay, there you go. There Rex you go. Nice, he's off. Nice he's off the list. He's fine. He's covered. Yeah. He complimented me on my on my fit. Mm-hmm. All sure. in all, I like the pants. Back to the point. <laughs> all in all, I like Minnesota enough, and I have more than enough issues with the Bears to take the Vikes. I'll lay the points. If I were any of you clones, I would hammer the Bears because, well. Me and the Vikes. It never goes well. No. You and I are on the same page. What else? You got any good prop bets? Yeah, I got one right here. Jordan Addison at plus 185 to score a touchdown tonight. Only the ass commanders and Eagles have given up more TDs through the air than the Chicago's 22. And Addison has actually been targeted more than Hawkinson in the red zone this season. And you can get him at better money. Um, so let's go with uh, Jordan Andretti Addison at plus 185 to score a touchdown. At See, that's a good number for that, yeah, for that bet. I like that. Anytime, yeah. Plus 185. And the Bills also plus head, 500, you... Jim, to make the playoffs. Say it again, the, what? The Buffalo Bills plus 500 to make the playoffs. Okay, I was just going to ask you. Yep. Oh, well, no, that's not what you said. That's not, that's not what I texted me... you, but playoffs. I saw this one right after that. Okay, yeah. two questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, say what you just said since I stepped all over you. You see a new bet with the Bills. What is it? It's plus 500 on DraftKings right now to make the playoffs. You could get them also at plus 2,500 to win the conference, which I like that one too. And if you want to get a little risky at a big number, because a lot of these other sites have plus 3,000, DraftKings has plus 5,000 for the uh, Bills to win the Super Bowl, which I don't think Buffalo is completely out of it. It's an A or an F for McDermott. It's either, you know, feast or famine here. DK, yo, DraftKings. Yeah. Big so odds, man. Plus Good 500 odds. to make the playoffs, plus mm-hmm. 2,500 to rip the <sighs> conference, and plus mm-hmm. 5,000 to win the Super Bowl? To win the Super Bowl right now. Which of those have you hit? 
I hit the playoffs and I hit the Super Bowl. I should have probably hit the conference instead, but I what, hit the Super why, Bowl. Dude, that, that's the dumbest thing ever. If you think they're going to win the Super Bowl, why would you not have hit the conference? Down to value at 2500 No, I'll probably hit that one too, but I probably should have Yeah, but by there. the time you hit it, it's going to be down to 1700 It could be after this segment, and the logic is the AFC isn't as strong as it has been, right? The Chiefs, the Bengals, the Ravens, none of those teams are as strong as they no, have no, I'm not, been. I'm not saying years. you shouldn't hit them. I'm saying why did you hit them to win the Super Bowl but not the conference? Yeah, I don't know. Because I saw the Super Bowl first, and I'm like, damn, that's a good one. You saw that big number, man. You went crazy. I got greedy and watched. The 49ers or Eagles will beat them if they get there. What what is the biggest long shot you've ever won in anything? Tampa Bay Bucks, the plus 5,000 to win the Super Bowl. How'd that feel? Fantastic. I bet, dude, right? Yeah. I bet. Mm -hmm. Did it make up for all the bad beats? Hell yes. It covers years of that stuff, man. Give it to me. Give it to Mm. me, head. Who you got tonight? I got uh, the Minnesota Vikings minus three, and I got Jordan Addison at plus 185 to score a touchdown tonight, and I have the Bills at plus 500 to make the playoffs and hit it plus 2,500 to win the conference. Not the Super Bowl yet. Dude, are you kidding me? You just said you hit him at plus 5,000. I did. I'm, I'm, I'm telling everybody else, hit him to win the conference first, okay. and then we'll worry about yeah, that. That's what yeah. you're advising. Yes. So you're advising them to do something that you yourself have not done. That's I'm rich. Gonna do it. I'm going to do it right now. I'm on DraftKings right now. Send me a Great screenshot. Side. Prove it. Okay. All right. Nice job, Head. Sort right. of. Kind of. Out. Peace. I'm with you. I, I like both of tonight's bets. How was your weekend? There you go. Thanks, Albie. Let's go to Indianapolis. Left in Indy. Good to have you left. What's up? Man, Smack, it's Les. How you doing, buddy? Ah. That's not a good call. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good You know, call. it's a really unfortunate jungle rule, but it is a rule. And until the rule is amended, that's the way it's going to go. Savage, did you screen that call? <laughs> you both picked it up. Tommy, talk to me for a minute. The screen said you got your own song, dude. If you want to keep Pretty it. Pretty good, too. If you, I was going to say, if you want to keep that song, we can't have things like that happening. So I go to Lef, and Lef has no choice but to correct me because I got his name wrong, right? I don't believe so. He just said this is Lef, right? Oh, I, I thought he, he said this is it. Le- oh, I thought he said it's less. No, no. I don't, th- I don't believe so. Maybe. Can we play that back? Do the tape. Right. I, I just confirmed that's the thing. I talked to him and I confirmed with him because obviously left from Laguna, the legendary I, it, bully okay, okay. from Laguna Beach. If, so that's why I was making sure. If he sure. didn't correct me, but only restated, you and I would not be having this conversation right now. Alvi, you're shaking me off like you can't reset it. Good to have you left. What's up? Man, Smack, it's Les. How you doing, buddy? No, I, I'm right. He said less. No. Right? Just like confirmed, it. like, like 15 seconds before I went on the air, I confirmed what his name was in here. So I'm not sure what you, happened You there. confirmed how? Saying left, like, L-E-F-F, and he said no, like, L-E-F. Yes, I'll left, be- but like, L-E-F. So that's what we had on there. That's what they put on the TV simulcast. Yeah, okay, it sounds pretty clear to me that you would not confuse F with S. Alvin, one more time. This is an important distinction to be made. Did he say, Van Smack, it's left, or did he say, Van Smack, it's less. In Indy, good to have you left. What's up? Van Smack, it's less. How you doing, buddy? Sounds like an S, dude. Us. Okay. All right. Jack so- heard left. I heard left. I spelled it out for him. He spelled it back to me. I'm not exactly sure how that happened. Exactly what? He does not have spelled left? 
We have less? Mac. It's less. How you doing, buddy? Ah. If you want to hear an F, you can hear an F there, but I do think you're right. It's less. Alvi, can you go slow-mo with that? Does that take you time? Or can you do that right now? All right, anyway, the, the rule is, Alvin's rule, and I've never overruled the rule, if you correct the host on the introduction to the call, call, you get run. And I've always said, yeah, but what if we're wrong? And Alvin stands by, never correct the host. Yeah, but the host is wrong sometimes. And I'm not going to blame it, although I was ready to blame it on Savage because he's the rook and he's been screening lately. But ultimately, it comes out of my mouth. Can we run that in slow-mo? I don't even think we need to go back to New York, do we? Good to have you laugh. What's up? Man, smack. It's less. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> it's less, dude. <laughs> there, in my opinion, Tom, and I'll take yours, there is enough evidence to overturn. I have to agree, unfortunately. All right. There you go. Thanks, dude. Yeah, less. Either way, less. You were getting run. There are two rules. Don't correct the host. That would have got you run. And the other rule is don't reset what I just set or you'll get run. So if I say, for instance, let's go to Indy, left. What's going on? Hey, Rome, it's left in Indy. Right. I know. I just said that, left. Man, that smack. guy was getting run either way. But I just want to make How sure we doing, had the right buddy? reason why we ran him. He was getting run either way. But he got run for correcting the host, even though the host was wrong. And it's probably a rule that we should change. But it's just too funny, so I'm not going to. What? And it's Alvin's rule. I don't want to undermine Alvy. It's Alvin's rule. Alvin feels very strongly about the rule. So I'm not going to undermine him. I just want to know, how is it that Tom said to you less, less, left, right? L-E-F. And the reason he made a point of that was not because he did not understand you, but because there is a legendary caller on the program, a three-time smack-off champ, left, with two Fs, not one, from Laguna Beach. The Laguna Beach bully. That's why the whole thing was kind of a quinky dink. Anyway, wow. There is an S. Good job, Albie. That's definitely an S. Upon further review, the call in the field stands. You got run either way. Don't sweat it, Tom. It's funny. Not to less, I bet, but to me it is. I don't think less of any of you. Next time, maybe you just go with Lester. There'll be no confusion. Just go with Lester. Go with your government next time, dude. Good night.